and I am starting the clock. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Give Me 20, a 20-minute podcast where me, Aaron Zini, and my friend Mel, now known as Internet Mel, talk about whatever we want. How are you, Mel? Oh, you know, good as always, just uh, here in my house, praying that internet works okay today, and hoping this new mic doesn't sound too terrible. But if it does sound bad, you can just pretend to listeners out there that we're just on a phone call, um, so it's more personal. There you go. I like that you give the audience, instead of being like, it was a bad mic, you're like, no, what I need you to do is pretend a whole different scenario where two friends are just talking on the phone and somehow you tapped their phones and you're listening in. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you made it sound a bit creepier, but uh, we can just pretend just two friends hanging out. I guess it would be a third, you know, we're all just here having a good time. Yeah, it's it's actually just a conference call that you can't participate in at all. You can only listen on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. So this week, you have some Tinder horror stories for me, I think. And I am very excited to hear those. When you pitched me this idea of what you were going to talk about, you gave me two options. And the Tinder horror stories was so exciting. I don't even remember what your other possible topic was because Tinder horror stories sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean... Tinder's Tinder's a ride. I was I frequented Tinder for about two months, so my stories are lesser than I'm sure some people have. But uh, before I get into the one story I want to tell, I got to give some background. So, oh, if you can hear my housemate, that's because I live in a house with housemates. But I could not. Okay, cool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, basically what happened was I went through a breakup and I was single. So as a single person does, I started thinking, all right, well, let's consider these online options. But it actually wasn't that simple for me. Before I even thought about Tinder, I was watching uh, Nick Scarpino's stand-up doc. And I was doing this like post-breakup, like really sad, just like, you know, trying to get some laughs in. And while this was all happening, I started thinking, you know what, if Nick can do it, I want to try. Because I saw his rise to fame. (laughs) I'm sure he wouldn't describe it quite like that. But (laughs) Yeah, that's when when Nick Scarpino became a household name, when he started doing (laughs) stand-up. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, hey, like... I liked what he was talking about. I liked how he like had a community of people doing it. So I was like, all right. Um, and then I got this idea that it would be really funny to make a set. Now, putting this out in the world, someone's going to steal it. So hopefully there's no big names listening and beating me to it. But I thought it would be really funny to do a stand-up set from the perspective that I was writing my Tinder bio. And I was just like feeling it out, workshopping it, seeing how it would go. Um. But I didn't have Tinder, so, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'm a Tinder girl, like, I don't know if this is for me, but I really wanted this background so I could write my set effectively from a point of knowledge, like, I wanted to know what I was talking about, I didn't just want to, like, bullshit it, because people would see right through that. So I was like, all right, like, if I'm going to make a set about Tinder, I got to have Tinder, so I dove in. And, hold on, um, hold on. You set up <laughs> Tinder because you wanted to write a set about Tinder? Yeah, like, that's the way my brain 
like wrap around it. Obviously, there were some other factors, but sure. the primary reason was like, you know, I I can't write about Tinder if I don't have Tinder, and <laughs> maybe that's just how I like pitched it to myself, so I feel better about myself. You might be situation. the first person to ever be like, yeah, I signed up for Twitter for comedic research. Yeah, that's okay, and it, it kind of bit me in the butt because people like that's kind of how I would talk to people. I'd be like, oh, I'm just like I just want to see what it's like, like. Sometimes I'd tell people I was interested in comedy because that was like at the forefront of my brain at the time. Yeah. And then they just asked me to tell them jokes. And I was like, I don't fucking want to tell you a joke. Like, this isn't a joke to me. I'm doing research. Um, <laughs> but Hey, man, I'm taking my Tinder research really seriously. I'm not here to tell you a fucking knock knock joke. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Like, please just please just say something dumb so that I can write about it. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, you are my subject. Um, yeah. So I was immediately the first thing i realized was how dumb everyone's bios were and like yeah okay mine was probably dumb too but that's that's tinder so the the worst part about them was that you see people's profiles and the guys either have a dog which i love dogs but like it was just it was a lot like i could tell they're showing off these dogs for the wrong reasons you know right i don't right. like that they're using these see dogs that. yeah <laughs> dogs aren't for that you know so we see these dogs we see shirtless guys and we see uber passenger scores in the bio and if you're lucky you get all three in the same profile and topless this was, dog guy yeah yeah and their uber score and their uber so score. It, looking at this like first of all i'm not here to drive you around like i don't care about your uber score like what is that supposed to tell me about you as a person for real like what does that tell me that tells me that you like sit good in a car you're like, a bitch, polite you be, passenger like you should be driving me around like i don't i don't want this <laughs> so and what even if i were to drive them around would they be wearing a shirt like i don't know <laughs> i think you'll appreciate this as a vet i'm starting to realize i've never i've never been on tinder which i'll get to in a minute but it sounds like Tinder bios are like the little piece of paper they put in animal shelters on whether or not you want to adopt it. Like good with uh, good with kids, rides well in the car. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, weird weird stuff. Like the Uber score thing. There are other apps for that, and it's called Uber. So if you want someone to drive you, get that app. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know who your Uber score affects? Your next Uber driver, not right. your next possible relationship. Yeah, I, I don't want that. So that it was just kind of disappointing to see out there that that's how that's what men think that women want and i was like <laughs> it's a good okay. uber score yeah like i don't know drive your own damn car <laughs> so that was that and like i said people were just asking me to tell jokes and you know i i was also emotionally vulnerable so if people were like saying nice things to me i was like i was eating it up you know yeah sure. good uh, emotional rebound never hurt anybody yeah. so that's how I was living my life and <laughs> it's funny because I I'm just reading through this doc of like my first ever stand-up set that I wrote about this and one joke I have here it wouldn't work in podcast form but um <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it so just pretend I'm doing stand-up okay the whole audience if you're listening right now close your eyes melt on stage thank you Yes, thank you, everyone. Um, so post breakup, I found that I really had the desire to bomb something, um, despite my nonviolent past. 
Um, but, you know, I wanted something with minimal casualties and no public safety risk. Um, so, yeah, you see where this is going. I'm choosing to bomb this mic tonight. Thank you, oh. everyone. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, really, the only one suffering this devastating blow here tonight is me. <laughs> I think the worst thing COVID robbed the world of was a Mel Falker stand-up set. <laughs> oh, my God. I just read the next line. Damn. twenty. This was 2019, Mel. She had it going for her. I got to read this next part, so we're yeah, going to back up a bit. So, um, the only one suffering this devastating blow here tonight is me. And you could ask my ex about devastating blows, likely why I'm single. Thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, that's good. I'm that glad is this real is good. past now. That's, I'm actually a little upset you didn't realize, like, the big punchline was after you read it the first time. Because that is, <laughs> that's a good punch. That's one of those jokes that, like, you think you just heard the punchline and you're all for it. And then, nope, they got one more zinger in there. Yeah. I mean, we're workshopping here. So yeah. now that I've said it here, if I do it in real life, I won't forget about the punchline. Right. Because that, right. damn, that was a good setup. It, it was almost good because people like weren't expecting me to be funny. And then like I came back around. I was like, psych, like I still got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best kind. I love when like, you're very unsuspecting when I did open mic for comedy works in Denver, when I did stand up in my twenties, um, one of the guys who opened for us, I remember when he got up on stage and he just sat there and like looked at his phone for a while and people were just like really weirded out and awkward. And he waited for the very first heckle. And then he looks up and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Is this not what you all do the first 10 minutes of your job every day? <laughs> And I was like, damn, nice, good setup. Make it just awkward enough and then hit them with that punchline. Yeah. Yeah, I Glorious. love that awkward stuff. Uh, just being awkward takes the pressure off. Like, I'm going to be awkward whether I try to or not, so I might as well just, like, feed into it, you know? Yeah. Do you think Britt, my wife, for those listening that don't know that name, um, do you think she would let me sign up for Tinder just to figure out stand-up, <laughs> like, good stand-up material? <laughs> I, I don't think you need that. Like, <laughs> I don't either. We've been, this is, that was my I think you've got topic. enough experience in other areas that you don't need to go to like, I don't need to just steal about. your bit about Tinder and figure out my and own. <laughs> it's not even original. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, I at least want to tell people my Uber score though. It's like really up there. Yeah. Well, that's why you have Uber. Come on. I'm going to put it in my Twitter bio. The moral of that story was not that everyone needs to share their Uber story. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully other people didn't take that from that story as well. But um, before I, I move on, though, I do want to tell you the the story, the d one, one, one bad story about Tinder. Yes. Um, so I met this guy. We saw a movie. And, like, if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, this was a Lemon Law date through and through like as soon as he walked up to me i was like oh shit like Lemon. <laughs> yeah like i do not want this so whatever we watched the movie and it was fine but like it was awkward like wasn't a good date and we said bye like i think he texted me after saying like oh it's nice to meet you i said okay nice to meet you too but that was it we did talk like for a decent amount leading up to it but just like not not good when we met 
so yeah we saw the movie we left that was that and then a couple months later i kept getting this unknown number calling me like i'd say three or four different times but i never answered it because like i treat my phone like the front door like if i'm not expecting you i'm not it's not happening that's right yeah (laughs) so i kept ignoring it but it was weird and then i got a text one day and i forget what the text said but something along the lines of hey why were you texting my boyfriend or hanging out with my boyfriend oh no (laughs) yeah and i was like uh okay what and i think her point was like she wanted to know if anything happened yeah and I was like, Kate, first of all, no, nothing happened. Like, we didn't even talk after. But more than that, like, who cares if something happened? Like, this guy doesn't deserve you. He was on Tinder. He met up with me. He never told me about you. Like, who cares if something happened? Yeah, don't worry about me. You need to go bust his ass and tell him you're out. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Uh, but she's like okay like he said nothing happened but like good thing i didn't answer this phone like i don't even know what that phone call would have been like would she just just blow it up on you oh no yeah so and this is funny too because at this point like it was so far gone that like i was a couple months into my relationship with my current boyfriend and like just like so past it i was like what is going on like what so yeah, that was that. And, you know, I was in a relationship at that point, but it was that moment that I realized no matter what happens in this relationship, like Stuart and I are doing great. I feel good about it. But no matter what happens, I am never going back to Tinder. Tinder's not happening. <laughs> that is a dead platform to Mel. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh man, I'm so glad. Me and Britt have been together for, God, 13 years. And so like I have missed all the Tinder, all that stuff. And I would be just so goddamn lost if I had to go try to figure out how to date today. It would be such a nightmare. I think I would probably just get two more dogs, which would bring me up to five dogs. And then I would just not leave my house. So instead of a crazy cat lady, I would just be a crazy dog guy. We just had a bunch of dogs and that's it. I don't, I don't think I could do Tinder. I think I'd fail miserably and I would be so awkward. So awkward. But five dogs would be great for your profile. <laughs> I would have a hell of a profile with me and my awesome Uber score and my five dogs. Yeah. That's the way oh, to do man. it, apparently. Um, you were talking about how all of this started because of stand-up. The other thing we did was you, uh, I gave you a stand-up suggestion of something you've never seen, and you watched Bo Burnham's Make Happy. What, uh, yeah. what did you think of that? Yeah, so for the audience, I thought it'd be fun, like, for whatever remaining time we have left to just to get me out into the world and watching more stand-up. So yeah, that'd be a good way to end these shows. Um, So I watched this, and I, I took some notes. Okay. Um, yeah, some notes I have for Bo as a professional comedian. I I loved the songs. His songs are good. Yeah. Um, But the in-between kind of lost me. Okay. You know, I need more songs. Um, and the physical comedy, like, I get it. I could see why people think it's funny, but not for me. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. When he would just, yeah. like, because occasionally he just, like, walks up to the mic and does, like, almost like a Jim Carrey thing where he just makes a yeah. weird face and, like, kind of pops a hip out and then just moves on. Yeah. I, I find with stand-up specials, and you can take note of this for future recommendations if you want, 
I find like I need something that keeps me in because like sure. I'm watching this on my laptop in my bed. Like my phone's beside me. If if you lose me, like you got to bring me back in somehow. So yeah. I, speaking of which, <laughs> the first thing I did when the special came on, so it, it's a stand-up special, so the screen's dark. I realized how dirty my laptop screen was. <laughs> and, and while he's doing his intro, like I'm getting the spray out. I'm wiping it down. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it kind of worked out nicely that I got a clean computer screen out of it. That was long overdue. <laughs> um, another thing I noticed was this musical comedy style, really good. You know, I oh, said yeah. I like the songs, but why, like, maybe people do. Why don't more people do this? I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I started. I started thinking, okay, is there, like a Venn diagram but like I want to see it between people with musical talent and comedians or people that are funny and seeing what the overlap is like based on the fact that we don't see it very often I'm starting to think that not many funny people are good with music I think that's fair like I can only think of like Adam Sandler Tenacious D uh there was a really famous one I will find it afterwards and shoot you a DM on Twitter um there's another guy who's like really really good at it but it's true it's not it's very much a rare talent to be hilarious and musically inclined. It seems like there's a handful, mm -hmm. but I wish more people would lean into it. Yeah. I guess like if people are good at singing, even if they're a bit funny, they're like, okay, I can probably like pursue music and do better that way or vice versa. Like if people are a bit musically talented, but are funnier, they're like, all right, let's just focus all our energy on one thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm good at music and I'm kind of funny. So I'm just going to be a musician or I'm okay at music and I'm hilarious. So I'm just going to focus on comedy. I wish more people would try to blend the styles because that's how I got into Bo Burnham way back when he was just doing YouTube videos was they were all like hilarious songs. And I think that's definitely his strength. What did you think of the end? Because this is the end of his set. I consider to be like one of the coolest pieces of performance art of blending like comedy and music and honestly like a really good point about mental health and the toll it takes on performers and stuff like that did it did it hit really hard or had he already lost you by the whole pringles chipotle i'm not okay bit yeah so mm. when i was watching this i'd actually heard a few of his songs before uh stewart showed me the country song which i yeah. really Pandering i really like that one that's one yeah. of my favorites um the one about being single i really liked um mm. but i hadn't heard that before and then this last one I, I had heard before. I actually, I feel like I used to listen to it a lot. Like I had this one in like ironic that he does like on my iPod or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so I, I do like that one. My favorite part and I was singing it for the rest of the night is the freaking like burrito. Like yes. I wouldn't get the lettuce. If I knew it wouldn't fit. I wouldn't have got the peppers if I knew it wouldn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think about that all the time. Anytime I want Chipotle, <laughs> that those are the lyrics that pop into my head. Yeah, but it is cool that it goes like deeper than that. Like it just starts like being pretty ridiculous, and then by the end you're like, oh shit! Like I have this so is... many emotions. Yeah, <laughs> and all the lights are going, and he's moving around, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh man. And he like when he gets like down on one knee, and he like gets really really deep about I don't think that I'm okay right now, um, and then he's like, but that's not why you're here. I think he says. I'm a pussy. I should just shut up and tell my stupid jokes. So here I go. And then he goes back into the Chipotle thing and you're like, oh my God, my yeah. feelings. What a roller coaster. It's like, should I be laughing or crying? I, I know. know. 
yeah, that's why I started with that one. It's it's one of my favorite specials just because of how it ends. And that's how he retired from comedy. He doesn't actually do it anymore. Well, no, that um, was good. Thanks for showing it to me. Yeah, quite the statement. But if you can even believe it, that's 20. That's 20 minutes right there. And uh, we designed this show. That's why we call it <laughs> Give Me 20. Because we were like, no matter what happens, when we hit 20 minutes, we're done. So That's our time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. And we are done. <laughs>